Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good afternoon. Welcome to Talk 1370's Ask the Experts, the show all about your health, your life, your home, and so much more with our rotating cast of experts. You can catch up with past episodes online, talk1370.com slash experts, also on the radio.com app. Favorite Talk 1370, click on Ask the Experts, and podcasts are right there for you anytime, anywhere. Returning to the studio today, attorney Bill Gammon is with us from the Gammon Law Office. And Bill, you've brought uh, a colleague of yours, Bill Davis with Davis & Associates. Uh, good afternoon, guys. Welcome back to Ask the Experts. Thanks, Casey. Good to be here. Good uh, afternoon. Yeah, Bill Davis is uh, an attorney friend of mine. We have known one another for several years, and uh, we both have uh, been in the trenches, so to speak, with this kind of law for, for quite some time. Uh, I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and say this right up front. Bill Davis is one of the smartest people I know, and uh, I'm, I'm just really glad to have him here, and thanks for coming, Bill. Thank you very much, and I appreciate all the training you shared with everybody. Bill, tell us a little bit about uh, your background, how you got into the field, and, uh, and uh, your history in uh, real estate foreclosure. Well, my background is actually engineering. When I first got out, I practiced as an engineer, but then I became a patent attorney. Went back to law school, patent attorney, and I really enjoyed that. But I got pulled in during the real estate meltdown in the mid-2000s and basically became a civil litigator dealing with foreclosure cases. Had a terrible experience with an HOA, so I got pulled into the whole HOA mess. They're all real estate related, but I, I basically defend, like Bill, represent the homeowner side or uh, in you know, HOA cases, in foreclosure cases, eviction cases, they're all real estate related. Bill, like me, to, to say that you had a terrible experience with an <laughs> HOA is pretty redundant. Uh, you know, I, is there such a thing as a good experience with an HOA? I'm, I'm looking for one. The HOA that I'm in right now is the best one ever because it doesn't exist. That's right. And anyway. the best HOA is no HOA. Correct. Bill, for those that uh, may not have uh, caught our last chat, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about uh, your background and how you got into the legal field. I uh, watched too much Perry Mason as a child and uh, was enamored with the whole courtroom thing. And I thought, well, that's for me. But of course, once you get in the courtroom, you realize that nothing could be further from reality. I, uh, I grew up, uh, went to high school south of Houston. My dad worked for NASA and uh, came up to UT in the 60s uh, and lived the experience in the 60s. Went into business after that. After I graduated from college, I went into business for myself and went back to law school back at UT. And uh, when I got out, it was in the 80s. And uh, the foreclosures were hitting then. That was back in the old SNL crisis when we still had savings and loans. And I uh, found out just how uh, evil and rapacious some lending institutions could be and how much harm they could do to human beings. And and uh, kind of like Bill, I got pressed into it and uh, found out that uh, there were not that many people actually representing human beings uh, <laughs> because they didn't have all the money and the banks did. And uh, if your heart's in it and you like to help people, as as Bill and I do, then uh, this is something that can become a calling. 
So uh, that's pretty much been that. We uh, together uh, formed, uh, and, and Jason, who was on before, was was also in on this, and some other folks who will probably join us later on in the future shows, uh, formed the uh, what we then called the Central Texas foreclosure defense team. We share uh, ideas. We share the latest in uh, legal decisions that come down from courts of appeal and so forth to make sure that people who are in the group have the best tools, the latest information, so as to be able to help uh, homeowners who are facing one or more of the many different kinds of foreclosure that they can actually face. You were talking there just about the many different kinds of foreclosure. We were talking just before we started recording the show, uh, talking about uh, some homeowners may unwittingly walk into a foreclosure situation before they even build a house. That's correct. A lot of times, especially in a new development, the developer has land that was agricultural. And, you know, they put a plat that they're planning to have a, a development out there. They sell the lot. The homeowner doesn't realize it, that there's a conversion from agricultural or actually failure to continue to maintain the agricultural exemption or, or open space uh, evaluation, it's, they're all called agricultural, um, can subject you to rollback taxes. And that's actually happened in a subdivision I lived in. People bought lots, had no idea the exposure to this, and the next thing they knew, they got hit with five years of rollback taxes in this case. And even worse, the folks that got the notice was the developer, not the homeowners. So the next thing they know, they're being foreclosed. They didn't have notices, and it's because there were rollback taxes, and then they didn't pay five years of accumulated rollback taxes. Mm. Yeah, mm. I, I get these kinds of things, too, where people are just, just going in, they're buying a house, they generally tell the builder or whomever it is, the salesperson, you know, they want to know what their income level is so they'll know how much they can afford. They try and back them into the maximum house that they can, and they don't compute what the impact of the new tax bill is going to be because the land was previously evaluated as empty land. It's going to be X dollars and then a percentage of that for taxes. Well, when you put a $300,000 house on that, then suddenly the taxes are going to be a whole lot more automatically. And salespeople don't tell folks this. They tell them this is how much the taxes are. You're going to be great. You're going to be fine. And then they start getting the tax bills in year number two and they can't make the payments anymore. I have clients right now who have come to me with that very situation and uh, it's a difficult one so you know please you know this is buyer beware There's so many things in 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 the real estate market these days that can lead to foreclosure before you even get to occupy the house i've, I've got a situation right now where the builder and this happens repeatedly and builders didn't build the house properly there were cost overruns and things of this nature they didn't pay their subcontractors and next thing you know the subcontractors are filing liens against the house and they want to get paid, and they certainly should because mm -hmm. they supplied materials, they did labor, they built the house, but now the homeowners in there are stuck with this. And maybe maybe the builder comes up and makes it right, and maybe they don't, in which case if they don't, then you're fighting with your bank. The bank is going to end up saying, well, look, we just loaned the money. We want our money back. You're going to have to deal with the builder. And the problem with that is homeowner doesn't have the extra money. They've already pulled out a all of their savings for the down payment on the house generally, and especially if they had to do improvements, if they wanted some upgrades on the house, right, then that's going to come additionally upfront money. So by the time it comes to closing, you know, the homeowner has usually tapped their resources out and they don't have the extra money to make up for the errors and omissions of the builder. And it can become a real problem and they can end up actually losing the house before they even move in. And in Texas, I just have to say this, you don't even have to have a license to be a builder. It's shameful uh, that 
these conditions exist, and people are constantly being built by builders, whether they're original builders or people coming in doing renovations. I get these calls almost on a daily basis, people that got ripped off by unscrupulous builders and contractors. And it's definitely a situation I guess we definitely would have to be more aware of here in Austin with the you know, the rush of people coming, the, what, 100-plus that are moving to the area every day. We've heard that number bantered about. And, um, you know, something else that's in the news lately has been, uh, I know recently, Travis County Appraisal District has been having issues trying to get their appraisal data. And they're saying they're not going to reappraise residential homes this tax season. So the uh, property tax bills are going to kind of stay flat. So definitely some uh, some interesting things going on. In the uh, in the property tax situation there, yeah, and the uh, and we were talking about a rollback tax a little while ago. Uh, there was uh, some new legislation that was passed last session that uh, limited the rollback taxes. I believe it's now back to three years as a, a, they lowered the amount of money that that ta- homeowners can be hit with. That they can go back and reach for that what yeah. they should have been billed if if something's discovered that uh, you did not qualify for an exemption that you were getting. Well, right, that or or just from the change from an agricultural use of the property out in the field where you'd instead chop it up and put some roads in and build houses. Now, that those taxes, all of the rollback from that period is going to be put upon whomever it is, whether it's going to be the, the developer, the one who should generally pay that because they're the ones who took it from agricultural to residential. And sometimes they try to, as in the case Bill was talking about, they, they will manage to slip that uh, expense onto the backs of the homeowners just simply by ignoring it when they get the tax bill because the taxes follow the land. That's one thing that you have to keep in mind, that, that if someone, if you inherit a piece of property and it's got a bunch of back taxes on it, you can't say, well, that was, you know, that was grandma's problem. No, the taxes follow the land and the tax man is going to win out. Time for a break here on Ask the Experts. Our guests in the studio today, Bill Davis and Bill Gammon. Uh, Bill Gammon with the Gammon Law Office, Bill Davis with Davis & Associates. We're talking all things real estate, foreclosure, and more. Your questions coming up on Ask the Experts on Talk 1370. We're back after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Talk 1370. And welcome back to Talk 1370's Ask the Experts. Today's topic, real estate foreclosure. It's the Bill and Bill Show. We've got Bill Gammon <laughs> from the Gammon Law Office, 
back with us in the studio, and he brought along his colleague Bill Davis with Davis and Associates. You can get a hold of Bill Gammon at 512-4444-LAW. That's 512-444-4529. And Bill Davis can be reached at 512-858-9910. Guys, in the last segment, we were talking a little bit about HOAs, a dreaded three-letter acronym that uh, brings fear into pretty much most homeowners' hearts. Uh, talk a little bit about HOA cases and how those can uh, be pains in the you-know-what for uh, homeowners. Here in town, uh, representing uh, myself and a whole bunch of other aggrieved people against the Circle C Homeowners Association, and uh, that one got uh, particularly nasty. Uh, but uh, we ended up by suing the Homeowners Association for basically violating every single one of their own rules that they had imposed upon themselves uh, forced them to start abiding by the rules, got them to uh, establish Robert's Rules of Order for homeowner association meetings, which, trust me, is a big deal because homeowner association meetings are usually a bunch of bully pulpits where new people are bullied and not allowed to speak and ridiculed. Oh, you haven't been here long enough. You don't know how this works. We basically revamped the entire homeowners association and civilized the place. Uh, and then I was fortunate enough to move out of Circle C to a place that didn't have a homeowners association because by that time I had had death threats against my children. That's how seriously these people take this kind of thing. And Bill, I know you have a story about this. I did. We had uh, in Driftwood, we were we'd, in this subdivision, we'd bought a home. It's still under development. And there were serious water problems in the subdivision. But the developer independently owned the water company and uh, didn't want us to have options. It's a longer story. They also tried to hold everybody captive to these central propane systems, which were not economically regulated. So you're being forced to buy propane from an economically unregulated entity that the developer is supposed to get a kickback from into perpetuity. And this scheme has been going on all over central Texas. At any rate, we, like Bill, we also sued. We prevailed. It's a reported decision. But it's basically one of the things that brought me into defending homeowners or uh, representing homeowners in cases against HOAs. There's this myth that these are consensual organizations that you knew it when you moved in and that you agreed to all this stuff. Nothing could be further from the truth. Homeowners weren't at the table when these things were set up. It's hard to find a place that isn't burdened with involuntary membership in an HOA anywhere in Central Texas, unless you're going back at least 30, maybe 40 years. Anything new is going to have one. They're designed to shift control away from the homeowners and to the developer and to shift liability from the developer onto the homeowners by using the HOA. So the homeowners' homes are security for whatever debts the HOA racks up, and the HOA is under the control of the developer. It's a pretty ugly situation. And, and many people don't realize that the laws that are out there were not written to protect the homeowner. There's a trade group out there called Community Associations Institute, which represents the interests of HOA attorneys and HOA management companies. And many of the laws that are on the books now were originally authored legislatively by Senator Corona out of Dallas, who owned the largest legion of HOA management companies and insurance-related businesses and things, that, and people didn't even know this. And, uh, and so it's taken, you know, it's in like year 20 now of trying to uh, fix or correct or make better for homeowners the legislation that he and the trade group originally promulgated. And homeowner associations have a lot of power. Uh, this power is wielded by your neighbors who, who may not like you. <laughs> they may not even like themselves, and generally that's the case, but, you know, or they don't have much of a life, and so they decide they need to run yours. 
the assessments that you agree to pay when you buy into a home that's uh, regulated by a homeowner association, if you don't pay them, you can lose your house. I mean, they can foreclose on those. Interesting thing is that the law is uh, set up so that it says that you can lose your house for not paying your assessments. However, what happens is these homeowner associations will rack up a lot of fees and legal fees and inspection fees and, and, and fines and things of this nature. Those you cannot lose your house for. But when they try to come in and foreclose on you, they will give you this amalgamated bill that says you owe you know, $10,000 in fees. And if you don't pay this, we're going to foreclose on your house. Well, if you look at it and you break it down, it turns out, well, I missed two homeowner payments. I, I owe like 80 bucks. And the rest of it is all this stuff that they unilaterally put on me with regards to a fee or a fine or something like that. And uh, they're saying that, well, their their legal bills are, you know, thousands of dollars that they racked up by having some lawyer send you a letter that somebody could have picked up the phone and given you the same information on. So those things you can't get foreclosed on. So I have people come into my office with this sort of thing all the time. Bill, I know you do too. And then the advice that I give them first and foremost is, wait a minute, look at the bill, pay your assessments. Pay your assessments off, and then if they try to foreclose on your house for all these fees, bring it to me, and I will teach them the law. That's why it's important to have an expert on your side in any foreclosure case, but if you're fighting with an HOA, you know, uh, Bill obviously has been dealing with this for a while. He knows the uh, the stuff there, so if you've got a case where you're fighting an HOA, they're trying to pull some shady tactics, uh, give Bill Gammon a call, 512-4444-LAW. Again, that's 512-444-4529. Or Bill Davis with us in the studio as well, 512-858-9910. Guys, let's switch topics a little bit, and I know we wanted to talk a little bit about homestead laws in Texas. Talk a little bit about that and how that factors into uh, potential real estate foreclosure legal issues as well. Homestead is a constitutionally protected designation for um, homeowners in Texas. Basically, and it depends on whether you're in a rural or an urban area as to the amount of real estate that you can claim, and the type of real estate you can claim uh, as your homestead. Whether or not it's designated with a tax office is not necessarily the sole determining factor of whether it's a homestead. Amen. Yeah. Constantly people getting that confused. Oh, the tax office, I don't have a homestead exemption. Doesn't matter. Go ahead, Bill. Under Texas law, and this has been true in Texas constitutions for a very long time, well over 100 years, a homestead generally protects against for sale of the property, meaning a foreclosure sale, for any types of debts. There are there used to be three exceptions, and it grew to five, and I think now there's eight exceptions to that. One of those is home equity loan, which is a lot more recently. So the only way someone could foreclose against you, for example, a general creditor, if you if there was a judgment against you for, I don't know, car accident or something like that, a general creditor cannot take your homestead. But through case law, the uh, courts have determined that an HOA can because the argument is that the lien existed before you purchased the house. Homeowners weren't actually represented in that. That was a nobody was there for that court decision except for the trade group. But other than that, they're generally deemed contractual liens, like a tax lien lender. Uh, they basically get a transfer of the local government lien that it has for taxes. That gets transferred from the local government to them. You have tax liens. Uh, there can be HOA liens. There can be a lien for the purchase price of the house. There can be a lien for the refinance of the house. There can be an OLT lien in the case of a, a divorce, divorce between spouses. Yeah, divorce cases. And yeah. the other... Uh, then there could be a reverse mortgage lien. 
and a home equity lien where you basically get a you do a essentially it's a refinance with some cash out to the to the homeowner but all those can be foreclosed yeah and let me just break in a second because you mentioned the the OLT lien or some people call OLT or OWLT liens uh, that arise out of divorces uh, <clears throat> mom and dad get divorced uh, mom gets the house dad moves away they're both on the note the bank is not part of the divorce. And so whatever the divorce says with regards to the house and who owes what is irrelevant to the interest of the bank. They don't care. And so this happens to me a lot where I will get somebody coming in saying, hey, she got the house and suddenly I'm getting these letters from the bank saying I owe all this money. The law, you know, the lawyer told me that she was gonna take care of it. It's in the, it's in the divorce decree, what do I do? Well, one thing you might want to think about doing is talk to your divorce lawyers when you're doing this and make sure that you go ahead and bring the lender into the divorce. Make them a party because once they're a party to the divorce, then they're going to be bound by the decision. Now, they may fight about this, but getting them involved early on, you can come up with a solution whereby they're going to participate in who gets the house and the person that doesn't have the house also doesn't have the debt. So that's something that you need to think you need to think about yeah def- definitely with such a large portion of any divorce as you're hashing out the assets in a divorce that's definitely one of the largest pieces and definitely something you want to make sure that you've properly got accounted for especially if you're coming off of it right yeah guys the time has just flown by this afternoon uh, and i was having so much fun <laughs> absolutely it, it it is amazing all the little nuances that uh homeowners can get caught up in when talking about uh, different ways that uh, they can end up in a foreclosure situation. If you're fighting an HOA, you're having issues with your property taxes, or you're facing foreclosure, Bill Gammon and Bill Davis both uh, stand ready to help you. Call them with your situation. Bill Gammon can be reached at 512-4444-LAW. That's 512-444-4529. And Bill Davis with Davis & Associates can be reached at 512-858-9910. Guys, thanks so much for stopping by the studio today. It's been a pleasure. Casey, always good to see you. And we'll have more Ask the Experts coming up on Talk 1370. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.